Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You've got no audio. Championship weekend. <laughs> was was that? You had no audio for some reason. Weird. You do can you now. Hear me now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Give me one second. I'm gonna back out. I think I, it may okay. be my issue. We have some issues on um the audio. I said Rhodes is out of sync, but it may be on my end. Give me a second here. All right. And good morning, black and white sports fans. We're going to talk about the AFC-NFC championship games today. Give our predictions for that. Bomani Jones has, uh, oddly enough, come out in support of Kurt Schilling for the MLB Hall of Fame. And uh, we are also going to talk about the Cowboys. Yes, now I'm back in sync. All right, cool. I'm on the wrong side, but okay. I gave At them the, a uh, that. What's that? rundown. I gave them a rundown of what's on the platter for today. Oh, okay. Uh, for the show. Uh, three three topics for sure. And then yeah. whatever else we get into today. Yeah. Mick Walsh is in the house. Morning, guys. Stephen A. is a dickhead. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, by, the, by the way, Mick, are you going to come on the uh, panel for the live stream tomorrow? Members live stream is tomorrow, guys, on 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Channel members here are welcome to join. So uh, join in, click the join button, and uh, you get to join in on the show tomorrow. Usually go for about an hour on those things. So uh, smash thumbs up button, guys, if you do not mind. Appreciate it. Oh, man, probably not going to be a super long show. There isn't a whole lot on deck for today. The news is actually kind of slow. I'm actually surprised in a way that we have been able to put out these shows because when news is slow, you know, news is slow. So this is probably one of the slowest days. So, yeah, we got uh, Joe Bob Tar Heels in the house. Jonathan S. Jordan, JMC fan eleven, hillbilly skeptic. Uh, we have Daniel Block, Manzac eleven, Dan G, Connor Acres, Arkansas Storm course mick walsh and let's rock and roll i wanted to say hi to everybody yeah yeah man i got you man i got you so um i was just about to jump in then we get a super chat here from connor acres for two dollars first super chat of the day uh, Stephen a smith is the spongebob of espn yes he is and rose did that video on Stephen a yesterday and we're probably gonna have another video later on today that we something we're not going to talk about in this stream so be on the lookout 
But uh, I guess we can start. Um, let's let's not start with uh, Mike McCarthy just yet. Okay, this topic here. We'll wait for more people to come in and talk about Mike McCarthy. Um, we did a video on Ben Roethlisberger. Well, not a video, but uh, we talked about him doing live stream. He retired, and we were talking about where does he actually rank when it comes to um, all-time great quarterbacks. And we agreed that for the most part, he's roughly in that 13 to 20 range of all-time. For me, probably closer to 15 to 20 for me. Um, generally we agree with that. Of course, some other players, you know, we didn't necessarily agree, but however, the NFL network has a ranking of, uh, QBs that have won multiple Super Bowls, And they bring this up because Ben Roethlisberger had retired here. So you won't see a Dan Marino on here on, uh, you won't see Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, because they're talking about, ranking multiple times Super Bowl winning QBs. Where does Roethlisberger sit? Now, I've seen this list. Rhodes has not. And we're going to get his reaction to this. Okay? So this is more his reaction than mine because I told him, man, I'm not going to let you see it. We talked about it for a few minutes before we came on here. I did not want him to see this. So it is a, um, there's actually 12 QBs that have won multiple Super Bowls. So it says here, Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement Thursday, a no doubt Hall of Fame QB who led the Steelers to three Super Bowls. He's also a part of a rare dozen in NFL history quarterbacks who have won uh, two or more Super Bowl titles. Where does he stack up in this elite group? Let's take a look now. I didn't even know there was 12. I thought it was less than that. I didn't either. (laughs) That was news to me this morning when we was talking about it. Yeah. But they start off here, number 12, Bob Greasy. Greasy led the Dolphins to back-to-back titles, um, replacing Earl Morrell in 1972 to help cap off Miami's perfect season in Super Bowl VII. Number 12. What what have you actually thought about Bob Greasy? I mean, he's before my time. Of course, he's before your time, too. But Well, he did have the perfect season. True, you he know. did in there so even though that Dolphins team I think they beat one team with a winning record that whole season <laughs> that, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the caveat well, to that team they didn't play nearly as many games either when we no we they played a, a 14 games 14 games yeah right um I guess I have no problem with it but that will be more in relation to the rest of the list. So yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know yet. I don't mm-hmm. know how big a problem I'm going to have with that. Now he's a Hall of Famer now. He's in the Hall of Fame. Right. Right. Jim Plunkett is not in the Hall. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He is number 11 ahead of a guy that actually is in the Hall of Fame. That's interesting right there. Um yeah. That's all. He won two Super Bowls with the Raiders. One in um, uh, 1980, first wild card team to win a Super Bowl. Now, of course, Jim Plunkett, a bit before my time as well, but uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, he's the only multiple time Super Bowl winner not in the Hall of Fame. You know, that's actually eligible for the Hall of Fame, of course. And I'm actually looking up his stats to see. 
if there's a smoking gun as to why he's not actually in the hall. Um, well, that's a good question. Well, probably because his statistics as a whole are not very good. Um, he was a 500 lifetime quarterback. He threw 30 500 winning picks. record. Uh, yeah, he had a 500 winning record. He threw 30 more picks, over 30 more picks than he did touchdowns. Oh, so he's he, Joe Joe Namath, who's in the Hall of Fame. Well, the, you got a point there. He he had a 52 percent completion percentage. I don't put a lot of stock in that. Back you no, know, because everybody back then was throwing 50 percent, and he threw for just a hair under uh, 26,000 yards. That's actually pretty good for back then. It's not he bad. Did, he did lead lead the league in 74 in interceptions. I'm noticing. Oh okay. wait a wait a minute here though. Let me look. I, I tell you what, his first four years in the league, he was a pretty mobile quarterback. Actually, um, he had one, two, three years in a row where he ran for over 200 yards and had um, he had eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, so anyway, um, I guess I can see why he may not be in there. I, I guess I get that. Okay. Number 10, Ben Roethlisberger. We know his resume, two-time Super Bowl uh, champion through one of the greatest uh, pass and catches in Super Bowl history to uh, Santonio Holmes. Comes in at number 10. Okay? Now, let me just go ahead and show you number nine. Eli Manning. I knew it, motherfucker. That, that's uh, why I wanted you to look at this fresh. <laughs> are they out of their minds? They are out of their mind, Roach. Oh, God. No I'm one has ever said, loud. no one has ever said that Eli Manning was a better QB than Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Because Bob, he's not. Or Bob Greasy. No, he's not even better than Greasy. I mean, no. No, you don't even have to think about that. God. Oh, the the benefit. Did he get a full extra four spots just because his last name is Manning? Well, is that probably is, is that probably because here? it says here he beat Tom Brady not once but twice in the Super Bowl? Okay, that's pretty much his resume. That's pretty much his resume right there. Hey, and look, his old his old brother is right in in a Caesar's commercial. Well, you know, I probably would have hit the guy in the numbers. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of having to catch catch the ball yeah, against yeah. against his damn helmet. Yeah, and I, I don't want to diminish championships, but if you look at Eli's career, the man's mediocre. He's mediocre. And they have him ranked above Ben Roethlisberger and Bob Greasy. You know what now, I... I probably would know, actually have him last on this list. Do you know what I thought when I looked at that at, at Jim Plunkett a minute ago and saw that win loss record? I was like, my first thought was, I wonder what Eli is. Oh my bad. He's one game. Eli over, is five hundred. No, he has five hundred in the he's right. Season. He's right at five hundred. I know he's either five hundred or one game over. I've got it pulled up. One seventeen and one seventeen was his record wow. in the NFL. Wow. What's Ben Roethlisberger's um, career winning percentage? I'm willing to bet it's probably like over 600. Oh, I'm man. willing to bet it's over 600. 
Let's see. Let me see here. Uh, oh, here I got it. I got it. Oh, wow, dude. He's 165, 81, and 1. 165. He's 81. 80 games over 500. Wow. But they have Eli Manning above him. They can go pound um, sand and kick, kick rocks. Let's move on, man. So Eli there. Roger Starbuck at eight. Now, he's a bit low for me. You know how I feel about Starbuck here. Yeah, yeah. And they have Aikman uh, above him. Definitely, I would flip those. Probably you would, too, because you're not as big on Troy Aikman. No, but, no. Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to know, but I'd put I'd put Ben ahead of Troy Aikman. <laughs> now, Troy Aikman, <laughs> Troy Aikman was one of the most accurate QBs ever. He had eight. When he retired, and it's a completely different era, he completed almost 62% of his passes for his career, which would have ranked, I believe, third all-time when he retired. And his playoff numbers are tremendous. He made six straight Pro Bowls also as well. He Let's has he, in, in three Super Bowls, he completed 70% of his passes. And also, he was a Super Bowl MVP when he threw a party on um, the Buffalo Bills. Let's just see a re-rank real fast. Hold on. Just... Just if I just did my bottom three of what we've got so far, I would have Plunkett. I'm going to be objective here. Okay. I would have Plunkett, Eli, and then Troy. And who the other ones we have here? Eli. So the, oh, so Ben. Yeah. Now nah, I would have Troy above Ben. Now I would have him above Ben. But if you, of what we have so far, I mean, you're not way off. Um, the only one I would switch, um, I would have Starbuck, Troy, uh, Ben, um, Greasy, Plunkett, Eli, Lass. And okay. after, after, what's that? So you had Eli last. I'll I, I probably have him last. Okay. Peyton Manning at six, little low for me. I have Peyton Manning number number uh, five all time because everybody in top five has multiple uh, Super Bowls now. So let me get let me see if I can just guess the top three then. And I know we're not there, but I'm guessing Brady, Montana, Bradshaw. We'll see. I, I guess. I mean, I would have probably had Peyton fourth, third or fourth maybe. But okay, uh, I mean, let's just roll. Six Bart Star number low. five. Bart Star oh. number five. Okay, okay. Now we're getting into a completely mm. different era here because he won five titles. Three of those were NFL championships, but he did win the first two Super Bowls. So, based on this, multiple times Super Bowl winning QBs. Now Bart Star didn't play that long in the Super Bowl era. But right. they had enough right. respect for him to, um, if we're just talking strictly Super Bowl era, he didn't win the first two. He didn't win the first two. Uh, kind of yeah, hard I, to, to put him there considering he, he didn't play long enough in the Super Bowl era. I might have flip-flopped him and Peyton. but I would have I, to. I don't find this egregious either. So. No, no, it's not yeah. disrespectful or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Terry Bradshaw at four. Now, I definitely think Peyton was a better QB, but Terry Bradshaw, um, he had the single uh, season record for touchdown passes during his career in a season. He did win uh, four titles. Also, he was a league MVP. But um, hmm. definitely hmm. have him above Peyton. I mean, I definitely hmm. have Peyton above him. I'm sorry. He only played, let's see, Bradshaw played, well, his last full season, he was 34. Yeah, 1983, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he played one game in 83. Okay. Number three, John Elway. Perfect position because I have him as as the number three QB of all time. Uh, Five Super Bowl appearances, two wins, and a Super Bowl MVP. And a league MVP as well. Even though we both agree that league MVP should have went to Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we brought up Joe's numbers that year, he should have. It was like he, he actually should have ran away with the MVP yeah. that year. Yeah. Yeah. But perfect spot because I have his, have his third best QB of all time. Uh, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. That's not a surprise to first two right there. Yeah. That's enough yeah. said on that. But are you shot? I'm 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 really I'm, shocked I'm, that they got I'm, Eli ahead of a bit. Yeah, I'm certainly shocked that Eli is that far up the list. Yeah, I would have thought he'd have been you know last or second to last, something like that. I tried to be fair to him. I I did put him ahead of Jim Plunkett, but I didn't. You didn't. Yeah, but gosh, you know I got to be honest with you. I feel if I look back over the history of football, I, I haven't watched both of them play. I got to tell you, I think I'd put Peyton over Elway. I, the thing I just, is, man, he was such a general on the field. Yes, that, the thing that, the thing is, what I believe sets um, John Elway apart is. His teams were not loaded at all offensively. He took some bad teams to the Super Bowl. He got blown first, out because Peyton yeah. Manning has been stacked. His offenses has been absolutely stacked. And he has not looked good in the playoffs. When he actually led them to the Super Bowl in 2006. That was Bob Sanders he, doing, really. Bob, that was Bob Sanders. Peyton Manning was horrible in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, three touchdowns, right. seven interceptions, and in the Super Bowl, one TD and one interception. He wasn't that good. You know what? Yeah, On, upon further review, because of that one, that that one run he had where Bob Sanders played out of his mind, mm-hmm. and the defense all of a sudden flipped the switch for the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm and probably going. I'm going to keep And then when he got to the of, Saints. He threw a pit six, and that just broke the back of um, the Colts. Um, yeah. When he got to against Seattle, he got demolished. I mean, uh, that was an absolute bloodbath. They lost uh, what forty three to eight, and yeah, then gonna, he was I'm, he was done the next year when they won the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, no, so, I I think you're right. I think Elway has to go above. Yeah, and that yeah. and that's the difference. And of course, it's so hard to compare errors, man. But John Elway. Probably the the strongest arm probably I ever saw in my life, man. That guy had a cannon. 
Mm. An absolute cannon. Mm. Mm. Dan Marino. I was going to well, to me, Dan, Dan Marino is the yeah. most talented QB I think we've ever seen, in my opinion. I know yeah. th- people throw Aaron Rodgers up there, but man, if you look at what Dan Marino was doing, that was otherworldly what he was doing look, early on. He, he threw what? 45 Dude, or 48, 48 touchdowns? touchdown passes in his, that was his second season. If I'm not, and that was in the think? 80s. That's yeah. like throwing damn near 70 TDs today. The man yeah. was in he was insanely talented, man. Um, insanely. Marino and Favre would have the top two strongest arms I've seen. Yeah. Elway would probably be third, maybe. Yeah. You know, people Rodgers has actually got a cannon. People don't he, he does. give him a lot of credit for it, he but does. he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, who else had cannons that just, I mean, Jeff George had a yeah monster arm, but he just couldn't yeah. hit. He Troy couldn't Aikman hit had it. a monster arm too. He had a, a rocking arm also. Yeah. yeah far up too. Yeah. But um, let me get to um, some of these super chats guys. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Um, no, we had a few of them come in. Let me refresh. And we have, uh, Giants Nation for nine ninety nine. Morning, boys. My question is: Do you think Carmelo is overrated? As a Knicks fan, I said Carmelo isn't a leader for a championship, and he is at best the third option on a championship team. What is your take? Yeah, he's been way overrated. I mean, they actually put him on that seventy uh, fifth anniversary team and left Dwight Howard off. The du- um, Dwight Howard was a defensive player of the year three times, played defense, MVP. Took his team to the finals. Carmelo Anthony almost never got out the first round. Didn't they leave Vince Carter off for freaking Carmelo Anthony? Uh, I think I, I think so. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> yeah, He's been I, way overrated, man. I, way look, overrated. I've Can't got Car- defend anybody either. Yeah. Carmelo and Russell Westbrook to me are two peas in a pod. You're yeah. not winning. You're not winning championships with those dudes now. Who would I rather have between those two? Oh, I'd actually. I'd take take Mello. I I would rather have Mello. Yeah. But that ain't saying much. Yeah. Um, Now, uh, Mello was an all-time great college player. I mean. Yeah, he he won that championship with Syracuse. That Syracuse team was really good. Yeah. But we're talking strictly NBA, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan for $10. The guy who made the list has to be a Giant fan. Uh, Giant fans talk about Eli like he's Peyton. Eli only had one true elite season. Yeah, and he still threw 16 pits. And to both me and Rhodes, he's not the best QB in Giants history. We both agree Phil Sims is better than Eli Manning. And, and if Phil Sims hadn't have been there, Jeff Hodstiller would have probably been <laughs> even better than Eli. Could, could be. Uh, pre-March Vulcan for $5. I remember Rich Gannon having a cannon yep. of a throw when he was playing for the Raiders back in the 03 era. Yeah, Jerry Rice was on that team, and he won the MVP. Uh, Rich Rich Gannon was a very uh, good quarterback. He really was. He was a late bloomer, big yes, time he late was. bloomer. Yeah. He was a late bl- bloomer. Uh, but his greatness didn't last because, you know, he was uh, old. So, all right, um... 
let's go ahead and get into um, this Mike McCarthy thing, thing right here, guys. And um, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this at all because we just found out that Sean Payton uh, will be leaving the Saints. And then we get this word right here. Report, Cowboys will keep coach Mike McCarthy for next season, even though they know that Sean Payton's out there. And one thing the Cowboys need, they need somebody to come in and change the culture. Mm-hmm. But yep. we both believe Jerry's not going to get somebody that that he can't control. And that's well, why you have a Mike McCarthy. We get to, we also, this gives us an opportunity uh, to, to talk about the story that Mike Florio revealed about um, the fact that he actually uh, had Sean Payton in place. But we'll get to that after we go through this story. Okay. Um, because, believe it or not, an NBA player is the one that put the kibosh on that, hmm. which is crazy. All right, let's read a little bit. As though there was uh, plenty of speculation, Mike McCarthy isn't going anywhere. McCarthy has apparently been told that he'll return to coach the Dallas Cowboys next season. According to ES, I'm sorry, not ESPN, USA Today's uh, Jory Epstein and ESPN's Ed Werder. That comes just hours after defensive coordinator Dan Quinn told the team he will remain with the organization next season, despite widespread interest in him for a uh, head job elsewhere in the league. And this is good news right here. I like that um, they're able to keep Dan Quinn. He did an excellent job turning that defense around. I just don't want him as a head coach. <laughs> um, six teams with, with um, an opening asked permission to interview Quinn before he removed himself from all consideration. What teams in their right mind would want him as a head coach? Haven't they seen enough of this guy? You know what's strange? Man, he, he might have gotten that Giants job. Probably. They were Probably. very, I mean, they were uh, very, very high on Dan Quinn after his interview. All we heard was Brian Dayball and Dan Quinn. That was like, that's like mm-hmm. the top two contenders up there in New York. And Dan Quinn pulled his name out. So that's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, he some, might oh, have, he might have pulled his name out when he found out the Giants absolutely were not moving off of Daniel Jones next year. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Good, good point. Um, it's unclear if McCarthy will keep offensive coordinator Kellen Moore as Moore is still interviewing for open jobs. I'm pretty sure if McCarthy, um, if the Cowboys lose Kellen Moore, I'm pretty sure McCarthy's probably going to be really happy because that's not his guy. That's a Jerry guy. And if Kellen Moore leaves, I believe that uh, Mike McCarthy is going to feel like his job is even more secure because he doesn't have his uh, successor already waiting because I believe that Kellen Moore is the heir apparent to uh, Mike McCarthy. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, McCarthy is kind of looking over his shoulder on his own team right now with his potential replacement being there. Frankly, he's got to look over his shoulder at Moore and at Dan Quinn because I honestly believe this is going to end with McCarthy getting fired in season at some point. Me, Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, unless the Cowboys have a, a regular season like they did this past season when they were they were pretty good, I don't see them going anywhere. 
And to tell you the truth, I'm not even sure if he'll, if the Cowboys lose in the first round that season, I'm not sure that he will even get fired, fired then. Now this would be the worst case scenario here. And this is probably something really bad. Let's say the Cowboys end up going to the Super Bowl next season and they lose. Okay. You know that Mike McCarthy is going to be there after that. Because it'll be, he got us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he couldn't get you over the edge. And I don't believe that Mike McCarthy is that guy that can really get you over the top unless you had an all-time great QB like an Aaron Rodgers who was able to overcome that. That, I think guy's, the, that guy's that, not on the roster, by the way. <laughs> no, no. That's why that I would much there. rather see the Cowboys lose in a first round than for them losing a Super Bowl because it makes more sense to fire him losing in the first round rather than losing in a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Speculation about uh, McCarthy's future and Dallas grew after the Cowboys lost to the San Francisco 49ers and the NFC wildcard round earlier this month. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones declined to get into specifics regarding McCarthy's job, job security, but he said he was very, very frustrated and upset. Quote, I've got a lot to think about regarding these coaches. Jones uh, said on 105.3, the fan, I've got a lot of a lot to think about regarding scouts. I got a lot to think about regarding various aspects of the organization. Well, apparently you didn't do much thinking because the Cowboys are still the same team they were last year at this point. Now, granted, it's only been a few weeks, but I said it, man. That coaching call at the end of the game was a fireable offense. And he still kept his job. Dude, I would have cleared out Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy over that call. Well, I'd definitely have, Mike McCarthy should have been gone. I'd have canned them both. I'm sorry. You can't, your offensive coordinator cannot, that cannot, that can't even go through your brain at that moment hmm. in a real NFL game. I, I mean, that was, I mean, their high school coaches wouldn't even have thought about it. They wouldn't even have considered that. That's crazy. Worst it's play crazy. call in NFL history. I, I, I absolutely think so. I and really Sean do. Payton here. Then on Tuesday, New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton stepped stepped down after 16 seasons with the organization. Payton, a former Dallas assistant, has long been connected to the team and amid coaching searches, and perhaps more important, is a Jones favorite. While many thought Jones would try to make a play to finally get Payton, which I would have absolutely done, it's clear now, according to those media reports, that he's sticking with McCarthy for another year. Rose, this was a perfect opportunity here to give draft picks to the Saints to get a guy that we know is elite. And you don't go and do it. You keep this buffoon right here with the worst play call in NFL history. Uh, somebody, by the way, that you know Aaron Rodgers had no respect for whatsoever. No. As a, as a future NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. No. He had no respect for Mike McCarthy. And, and then at that, I would have fired him because, wait a minute, you're going to go out there and blame the referees for your play call? Not take responsibility for that play call? I would have fired him for that. Because I he took fi- no responsibility. He did not own it. Good. 
look, good coaches have to own their baggage. They have to. They have to get up there. They have to say, hey, at the time, I thought I thought it was the appropriate call, but it mm-hmm. didn't work out. We didn't execute it. Uh, but I made that call. It was my call to make, blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, he he. But he has to own the responsibility for the call. Right, right. Even if Kellen Moore made the play call, Again, you have to you have to chime in on the headset. You have to if you got a timeout, you got to use it. Whatever you got to do, you've you've got. Well, and at that time they didn't have a timeout, but regardless, you got to chime in and say we're not calling that. We're right. not calling that. You're not running that. You've got to take a shot. The game must end on a shot to the mm-hmm. end zone. It has to. I remember a uh, Belichick. It was um. I don't remember if it was Monday Night Football, but it was um, definitely a uh, Patriots and um and the Colts. And you remember it was fourth and two. Yep, I and remember. the um the Patriots like they're on their own like twenty yard line or something. Yep, yeah, they went, went for, for it. it. They yep. went for it, and they didn't get it. They didn't want Peyton to get the ball back. They didn't. I believe that's what Belichick said. He's like, Eight. we yeah. we couldn't stop him, so we might yeah. as well just go for it on fourth down. We got Tom Brady, by the way. Didn't get it done. Now, of course, that was a regular season game, of course, but he owned it. But he owned it. He owned it. And I believe that was a good play call. (laughs) He had a good, a good sound explanation why. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mike McCarthy says, well, there's no reason we shouldn't have got the ball snapped. Or the ball set or something like that, he said. I got I got a real problem with him blaming the refs there. Me too. A huge problem. A a huge problem with it. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it says, while many thought Jones might try to make a play to finally get Peyton, it's clear now, according to those media reports, that he's sticking with McCarthy for another year. McCarthy um, currently holds an 18-15 and 15 overall record with the Cowboys and led them to an NFC East title this past season. He hasn't won a playoff game in Dallas, despite leading the NFL in points and yards uh, gained in uh, 2021. Well, they weren't going to make the playoffs last year when they uh, lost Dak. That just wasn't going to happen. I mean, they didn't have a quarterback. You need a quarterback in this league. Uh, McCarthy uh, struggled with uh, clock manager issues throughout the season. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? You know yeah. what? I'm going to push back on that a little bit. You had Andy Dalton as your backup. In yeah, and he's worst in the worst division in the NFL. And they suck. But the defense also stink too. The defense stunk, but you should have remained competitive in that division. With Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna see, keep it. See, but you, I knew, man, I knew that the Cowboys, when Dak went down with that ankle injury, I was like, "That's a wrap," because I didn't have that much confidence in Mike McCarthy anyway, and the defense stunk. Zeke was stinking it up. The only bright spot was Dak. I mean, you you just and and actually, even Dalton at times last year flashed, but you have to be. I mean, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is in your division. Daniel Jones is in your division. Um, and well, Carson there's no, Wentz there's was zero excuse like for them. There's zero excuse for the Cowboys not winning that division that year. Zero excuses. I mean, I mean, you're looking at last year. Do you really think Bill Belichick wouldn't have won that division with Andy Dalton? Because I do. Yeah, I think would. he'd have won it with Andy Dalton. I truly believe it. Pro- Sean, probably would. Sean Payton. Sean Payton went nine and eight. With something called Trevor Simeon playing a bunch of games, nine he's a, he's and a, eight. He's a damn good uh, coach, man. 
Exactly. Elite head coaches win games. They figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now some people believe that our last season, the, the Patriots going 79 was a win. They, oh, now I, they didn't I, have, they didn't have Tom Brady. They didn't make the playoffs. It was but this season, nominal coaching. This job season, man, they were actually year. leading the AFC at, at the top of the standings. Now they didn't win a division, but they still went um ten and seven on the season. Right. That's that's pretty good. Belichick is a damn good coach. McCarthy, ah, man, big mistake, man. Jerry Jones, man, you should have called up the Saints immediately and said, man. I'll give you two number ones and a number two. Can we please have Sean Payton? Do you think, and I'm about to tell the story as to why, because in, I, I'd like to try to do this because I actually want to put this in a video, but okay. uh, uh, we'll segue to the fact that Jerry actually had a deal in place in 2019 for Sean Payton. This story just came out because it is in Mike Florio's new book. He's been, he couldn't wait to tell this story. But in 2019, the Cowboys had a deal in place for draft picks and for Sean Payton. They were getting Sean Payton. This was going to happen. And we know that the Bensons own the Saints. Okay. Right. Well, the Bensons also own the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. They own the yep. NBA franchise. Right. They do. In in New Orleans. Okay. So as Sean Payton was about to get traded, and I'm talking about this came down to the day of the deal. This is nuts. The day that they were going to pull the trigger, let Dallas take Sean Payton. And I don't know what the draft compensation was going to be. I assume a first round pick. The day that that happened, Anthony Davis walked into the New Orleans Pelicans office and said he wanted to trade out of New Orleans. And the Bensons went, wait, what? You want to trade off the Pelicans? And he said, yeah, I want to be traded off the Pelicans. And the Bensons literally sat back and went, we cannot trade Anthony Davis and Sean Payton on the same day and do that to this town. We cannot, we can't be the owners that send Anthony Davis out of town and Sean Payton out of town during the same day and hmm. or week. They said, we can't do that. We Ooh. can't do it to the city. We can't I do it to the Benson. That. Yeah. We can't do it to the Benson legacy. So, because we know, I mean, they had won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Sean Payton had coached them in the Super Bowl. Sean Payton is beloved by New Orleans, yes. the city of New Orleans. And newsflash, nobody in New Orleans cares about the Pelicans. Nobody cares about They have no loyalties whatsoever. I lived in Louisiana. I live in Lake Charles, which is um, which is, uh, western, south, southwest Louisiana. They love the Saints over there. Nobody's a fan of the Pelicans. I mean, that was mind-blowing. They, It was a yes to Dallas. We're trading Sean Payton to you. And Anthony Davis walked in to the, the GM's office with the Pelicans, demanded a trade, and the Benson said, 
we can't be the ownership that traded Sean Payton out of New Orleans and Anthony Davis. We can't be that that ownership group. And so they kept Payton. Uh, very shortly thereafter, he signed a three- or four-year extension. Mm-hmm. The deal he's on now, the deal he's on now. Because it runs and, through 2024, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, Anthony Davis is uh, a Laker, probably yeah. wearing some street Which clothes. the NBA needs to get a hold on players under contract colluding to go where they want to go. They need to get a grip on that because that's really cl- crippling the league, if you it's, ask me. It's ruining, it's ruining the NBA. It. It's it ruined the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Next, next to the stuff they done off the court, that is one of the things on the court mm-hmm. that has ruined the game. Because yep. that's how James Harden got out of Houston. Anthony Davis. Now James Harden wants out of uh, uh, New York now too as well. But that's another story, man. Oh boy, man, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, hopefully, I can say I'm wrong about this. Hopefully, I can say next season. Wow, Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl champion, that Jerry Jones, man. He did a damn good job keeping uh, Mike McCarthy, and we won a Super Bowl. Now, the percentage chance that actually happens, about 10%. 10%. But I'll admit if I'm wrong. I will admit if I'm wrong, guys, but I doubt it. <laughs> what if, uh, you, if you make the I'm I'm going to make a call. I'm, I'll disagree with you on one item. If they make the Super Bowl and lose... Mike McCarthy's still going to get fired. You think so? I think. I don't Sean, think he. I don't I think, think he will, unless Sean Payton comes on, tells Jerry behind closed door, "Man, I want to be here." Then hell yeah. I I think there's two things to consider. If Sean Payton goes into TV, but is dead set on actually taking a year off, recharging, and wants to come back and coach next year. If he wants to come back and coach next year, he'll be the Dallas Cowboys coach next year. And I think, honestly, if he wants to really get back and coach, I think the Cowboys are probably the only option, because think of it. He left the Saints. He lives in Dallas. which Something is telling me that he really doesn't want to be that far away from home right now, because he lives in Dallas. And because that's the reason also how the Astros got Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens. Andy Pettit's like, I want to go back home. Andy Pettit lives like lives like 20-something minutes away from me in Deer Park. Roger Clemens is from Katy. They're both from the Houston right, area. Right. That was pretty easy for the Astros to sign them because they wanted to be at home. I'm pretty sure Sean Payton probably doesn't want to leave that far from home. I have one caveat to, to Payton and the Cowboys next year. I think there is a very good chance that Sean Payton goes into TV and loves it, and at minimum, he is gone as long as Gruden was. I I think there's a chance he goes into TV and he may or may not ever come back to coaching because I think he's going to be great on TV. And the other day, he just self-admitted, I think I'm going to be great on TV. He come right out. He Mm -hmm. said, I think I'd be really good at it. Well, so do all the networks. They know it. I mean. Well, there's going to be some rufflings around, you know, Troy Aikman. I guess we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, really, they tie in together. They do. But if if I was ESPN, 
shit, I would unload the bank for Sean Payton on Monday Night Football. I would do it. There may be yeah. one reason why they won't, though, and we can talk about that, too. So Okay. All right. We got um, some super chats here. Thanks, everybody, for uh, donating. Uh, Coach Clearfo- uh, Clearfloss, I'm sorry, for $5. I'm a Ravens fan, but the correct answer is Lamar Jackson is the greatest QB of all time. <laughs> all right. He's joking. He has to be. I hope he is. <laughs> Gotta, uh, be. Thanks for the- Gotta be. Thanks for the donation. Uh, Giants Nation, nine ninety nine. Uh, Rhodes, I wanted to ask you if the 49ers keep Jimmy G for one more year and let uh, Trey Lance sit and learn more of the offense and learn like Favre and Aaron, would you be more high on Trey Lance? That's a good question, man, because Jimmy G has not looked that good, and they did draft him pretty high. You know what I hope happens? I hope Jimmy G makes it to the Super Bowl. Ooh, we got to do our pit snets. Goes out, throws four touchdowns, wins the Super Bowl MVP, and then I hope he walks into John Lynch's office and says, trade me, you SOB. I want the hell out of here. I hope he gives the Niners the double middle effing finger for drafting Trey Lance and walks out mm. after winning the MVP in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, uh, okay. I hope he look. I wouldn't blame him, not one bit. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, so that's what I hope happens. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. It's probably that's not. what I hope <laughs> happens. Okay, <laughs> there are uh, two different things there. Uh, trucker Mark USA five dollars best show on best sports show on YouTube. Well, thank you, thank you for that. Let me check uh, Streamlabs here and. No donations on Streamlabs. All right. Um, also, let me refer, I think I got all the Super Chats. Let me refresh one more time. Yeah, Paul caught up. So let's go ahead and do our pits, man. It is Championship Sunday, man. I love Championship Sunday, man. I do. You have the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the defending AFC champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and you got the San Francisco 49ers going over to the People's Republic of California to play the Los Angeles Rams. Honestly, before I do my pits, man, I believe both of these games are going to be tremendous. I think they both are. If it's anything like what we got last weekend, which was probably the greatest weekend in NFL history from a football standpoint, I think we're in for a treat this weekend. What do you think, Rhodes? I hope, I hope it may be hard to top last weekend. I, I, you know, I hope I think there's an outside shot and I understand the Bengals actually just beat the chiefs. They just beat them a couple of three, four weeks ago. Yeah, they did. And it was a really good game. Yeah. That said, I think there's still always an outside shot. The chiefs blow the doors off the Bengals this weekend. I, I think there's a shot of that because mm. look at the end of the day. I mean, I checked Chris Jones is going to play for the chiefs. Um, so he's going to be on the D line. Uh, we don't know for sure that the honey badger is going to come back. Uh, yeah, they that's needed, right. He did get injured. They need him in the secondary. Ooh, really yes. bad. Really they could be bad. in bit trouble if he doesn't play. Could, could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but you always have the chance that Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes all go out there and, you know, Mahomes right. throws four to five touchdowns all of mm-hmm. a sudden, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but we can get more into that. Injury report looks good for all the teams except the Niners. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams may be out. Not good. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's do, the, let's do the Niners pick last. Okay. Your good, team. good. Okay. But I, I will, I will say this before we make our pits. Um, I picked against the Bengals in both games. I picked against the Chiefs in both games. Something's got to give. Um, <laughs> I picked against um the the Rams against uh the Bucks. I was only right about the 49ers. That's the only team I picked that actually won last week. Take it for what it's worth. But Rhodes, who do you got? Bengals versus the Chiefs. I'm like some folks in the chat. I would love to see a Bengals 49ers rematch. Okay. It would be the third one. It would be the third one. Um. Now, from Look, a rating standpoint, the NFL definitely doesn't want the Bengals. From a no. story standpoint, it would be tremendous for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They could, oh, yeah, Boomer Esiason could, you know, come out there and Joe Montana could come back in. They mm-hmm. could have stories built around them. Uh, there there would be some good storylines there. Um, I think it may be one year too early for Joe Burrow. But they came out of nowhere, man. I I know, I know. But um, also, you know who else came out of nowhere? Two thousand one, Tom Brady. That's true. That's true. And look, the wide receivers. They, people people are going into this thinking, oh man, Kansas City is more talented. Blah blah blah. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, uh, T Higgins. The Bengals have some real weapons out there. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because and I love the, the, I love the way the defense is playing too. Because they're the Bengals, uh, they don't get enough credit on on offense, I think. And their offense is really good. And Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Third best quarterback in football this year. Let's just be real. Third best quarterback in the league. I he did play it. better than Patrick Mahomes. He sure did. He sure did in his second season. Yeah. M- man. Um that's a bright future. For- for the NFL with these young quarterbacks, I believe. None of that matters to me right now. None of it. Okay. Chiefs, 28. Bengals, 21. 28-21. So, seven-point yeah. game. I don't I don't even know yeah. what the spread is, but um, I, I'm struggling, man. I am really, really struggling. I pit the both against both of these teams. But, man, the Bengals look damn good man they really really do look damn good now they're going on the road man the chiefs have all the experience in the world man one of my real good buddies in the navy he's from ohio man he's a Bengals fan and boy we used i used to get on him for being a Bengals fan because they failed every single year when we were in we were in navy together and i was a cowboys fan i'm struggling with this one because I said both of these games, man, are going to be close. They both can be great. Man. <laughs> I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. Oh, I knew you was going to do I'm it. I'm doing it. I can't believe I'm doing it, man. 
Oh. I'm going to go Bengals. 25-23. I'm doing it. This this team was damn good, man. A weird score, man. They look damn good, though, man. They really do. And I think it would be great for the NFL that the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. You you sent a shockwave through the NFL. I know, man. Because somewhere Roger Goodell's going, no, <laughs> no, we've got to. But I can't, I can't deny have my what my eyes are seeing, man. Yeah, by the way. But uh, you, may, you may be right about a year too early. You may be it, right about that. Look, it wouldn't shock me if we look up in a, a decade from now and Burrow's got two rings. That wouldn't mm-hmm. shock. That wouldn't just shock me. No, that wouldn't shock me. And also, I do believe you're not going to see the Patriots run with the with the Chiefs. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I know that, was... that's different. That is different. Yeah, <laughs> there's some safe. Maybe that, in there maybe there's a safety somewhere, you know, <laughs> uh, or miss field goal or something. I don't know. That's well, weird score. Yeah. Look, if the Bengals' offensive line was better, it's terrible. They gave up nine damn sacks, and they still won. <laughs> and s- somehow, still won. It took it took Ryan Tannehill doing his best Jimmy Garoppolo impression. Yeah, that, to... that li- Oh my god! Oh my god! What? The Chiefs are seven point favorites, man. That yeah. seems a bit high, man. Seven and a half is what I but, actually. But you got them covering up, yeah. though. No, it's, it says seven here. Oh, okay. So they've yeah. It's, it's so you close, you, close you basically hair. got them covering then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I I shouldn't even say that about Jimmy G. He he. he I don't think he's played that bad before. Uh, mm. as Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill did that day. Mm. Um, yeah. So I got. I just don't see. The, the Bengals don't have the kind of defense that the Rams or, you know, or the, the Niners either one has potentially. And uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to stop Mahomes. I, I just okay. think they're going to probably, I think it actually could get uglier than that. If you want to know the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, 49ers and Rams. Rhodes is a 49ers fan. And this is the matchup he wanted. Damn because, right it is. Man, if they played the uh the Bucks, I believe you and me both would have easily said the Bucks would win this game. That could have uh, been ugly. It for full clarification for everybody in here, if the Bucks would have made it to this game, I would have said, you know me, I hope and I pray my 49ers win this game. I'll be pulling for them. I want them to win this game. And then I would have said Bucks 30, Niners 21. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that, that was probably generous right there with the, t- the 21. I would, it was a terrible match. I mean, I, yeah. I, and it's weird because I was rooting for Brady last weekend, but I was like, man, my team needs the Rams to win this game. They do. Um, Mr. Matrix, do you know what the, in the uh, previous six matchups, between the Rams and the Niners, do you know what that record is? Good question, man. I, I have no you. idea. I what is tell it? You. What the is Niner, it? The Niners are 6-0. and oh. Whoa. That's right. Something we, is going to have to give, probably. We are 6-0 and oh against the Rams. This is the matchup I wanted. Did they play this season? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in the same division. Oh, yeah. That's right. They're in the same division. They, they, yeah. in, in the first matchup, I think the Niners won that game something like 45 to 8. Or, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a blowout. I remember that on Monday Night Football. And then, of course, uh, we came back and beat them to get in the playoffs in overtime mm-hmm. during the last game of the year. Right. Um, look, our front seven on defense, Matthew Stafford, good luck. Good luck. Good luck against our uh, – in case you didn't see Matthew Stafford, did you see what we just did to Aaron Rodgers? To Aaron yeah. Rodgers in Green in, in, Bay. Yeah. Now, if our front seven can't get pressure on Stafford, we're in a lot of trouble. If we can't, yeah. we're in a lot of trouble because they certainly have wide receivers all over the place, and our secondary can't cover me. I mean, they, they just – our secondary is not good. It's not. Okay, newsflash, um, San Francisco. Don't be Tampa Bay and leave Cooper Cup wide open. I don't care if it's a blown play or what. You got to get a man on him. I can't believe it. That I mean, terrible, terrible. Now, that leads me to my next thing involving the Niners. Um, Beating a, a team three times in a season? <laughs> well, um, the Rams will try to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. The only issue for the Rams is the one thing that can stop a pass rush is a great running game, and we got the best in the league, yes. basically. Yeah. That's why it's a great matchup for us. Mm-hmm. We run the ball. Kyle, if you're watching this, for some odd reason, if you're watching black and white sports right now, Kyle, He's probably not. <laughs> do not, do not run the ball less than 40 times in this game. Do not. Jimmy. Run, 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 run. That keeps no. Jimmy G and Cooper Cup off the field. Over oh, I'm under sorry, Jim- I'm Cooper Cup off the field. Over under, Jimmy better not throw the ball more than 17 times in this game. I don't think he's on. I don't think he's on, He's only thrown 20 times, but a few times. He, he really hasn't been throwing. <sighs> what do you got, man? Niners, 20, Rams, 17. Okay. Now, one of the reasons why we both picked the 49ers to beat um, Green Bay, history had a lot to do with it, man. A lot to do with it. Aaron Rodgers cannot beat the 49ers. And apparently now, the Rams can't beat him either. Matthew Stafford, his first NFC championship game, just got his first uh, playoff victory, too. First two, yeah. First two, actually. Yeah. yeah, the Rams are damn good. They're going to be at home. They got the home field advantage. The 49ers definitely have the championship experience because they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Are we going to see a rematch of the Super Bowl again? Because Rhodes has already picked the Chiefs and the 49ers to have a rematch of that Super Bowl. Now, I picked the Bengals. What is going to happen here? What am I picking? I I do want to let you know, too, by the way, even though the Rams threw it out there and maybe they made a mistake publicly doing this, the 49ers are out 
buying Rams fans on tickets. They expect a nearly 70% pro Niner crowd at that game. I wouldn't be too surprised by that. Yeah. I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm going to go 24, 20, 49ers. I'm predicted a Cincinnati 49ers Super Bowl. I, I would love it. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Cuz we could legitly win that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get over, don't, don't get overconfident, man. Don't get overconfident. Yeah. All right, so guys, that is our pits there. Um we got um Another story here, man, from the Marxist NBA of China. Carmelo Anthony pulls a LaChina James and gets fans ejected because the Marxist NBA of China is full of betas. Mm. You cannot criticize these people. Here we go, man. Over here on Mediaite. Carmelo Anthony furiously confronts 76ers fans to have them ejected for calling him boy. <laughs> yeah. And before you get to, oh, oh they, they, they using it before you get to them. Oh, they're using racial, r- racial language. No, one of the guys is black. He got kicked out. And, Oh, I muted um, some of this. NBA is kind of weird on copyright, but uh, check this out. So Carmelo Anthony, he's right here. And watch him. He's going to walk over there towards the fans. Because apparently they were haggling him for about four minutes. He walks over to them. And where are they at? Right over here. Well, you'll see him in a second. He's he's triggered. Oh, he lost it. He lost it. Yeah. He really did lose it, man. Let me back up because you can actually see where. Um. Yeah, you can. Let me go back over here. This is where you can really kind of see. Carmelo really go over it. See that right there? The black guy with the Iverson jersey. Oh, <laughs> ain't call me boy. Let's Lord. kick him out. See, that's two. Come that's on. that's both of them right there. That's two men that got ejected right there. Those two guys. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Bruh. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Here we go, man. This is what was confirmed here. Um, It says uh, TNT's uh, broadcast crew happened to be sitting directly in front of the people who were confronted by Anthony. Quote, they had been riding him for about four straight possessions, play-by-play voice, in in, uh, Eagle said. Melo started looking in their direction. The conversation continued, and now Melo has had enough. As security addressed the group and began to escort them out the arena, Anthony walked 
to the other end of the court where he began hearing it from another person in the crowd. Anthony ended up nose to nose with the fan before sits for superstar Joel Embiid stepped between them. Following the game, Anthony confirmed he had been called boy by two groups of fans and the 10 time all-star believed the racially charged harassment was unacceptable. Quote, it is what it is. Anthony said some things um, was said unacceptable. I'm cool with fans heckling fans uh, talking trash, uh, cheering for the, for their team or the other team. I'm all of, I'm all for that. But when you cross certain lines as a man, that's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to get. I'm not sure uh, the people that's in charge will take care of it. My job is done when it comes to this. Rhodes, go ahead, man. So let me understand. They called you boy. One of the guys is black, but somehow you think this is a racial issue. But yet none of the other players on the court turned around. Like, Because, look, if it's a racial issue, if it's a racial issue, it seems to me like any player on either team should have got triggered. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like any black player on either team should have lost their shit over mm-hmm. that. Oh my God, he said, "Boy, that's 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 racist right bro, there." Bro, let, let me let, let me, me ask you this. this. Let me ask you this. There has been, correct me if I'm wrong, many black players in the NBA tell other black players on the opposing team call them the N word, right? Yep. Have any of them ever been triggered by that that we that we know of? That'd be a no, Ghost Rider. But he's well, triggered by these people calling him boy. This man is a 10-time All-Star. Now, I don't know if you want to wager a guess how much this guy has earned in his career, but I'm going to tell you. It's a lot. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Um, those, I guess, racist fans... Carmelo has helped you earn 260 million mother effing dollars in your career. 260 million dollars. Now, number one, I'm just going to point something out and I'm going to point the obvious out. How many racist fans do you think are going to NBA games these days? Uh, Probably none. I mean, really, let me be real here. How many... I mean, do you think they left the Klan meeting and pulled their hoods off and walked in? By the way, one of the guys, I mean, what was that character's name in Dave Chappelle where he was the black white supremacist? Oh, man. Uh, when he was, was the blind when he was the blind Klansman? When he was the blind Klansman. Oh, man, I that's mean, so funny. Do you think he pulled that off and, and they pulled the hoods off and put their Allen Iverson jerseys on? <laughs> Allen Iverson. Think about that. Now, a lot of racist fans are wearing Allen Iverson jerseys Mm -hmm. to the arena. This tells me right here that really and truly, when you pull back all the layers, Carmelo Anthony does not truly know what racism is or what it looks like. Now, just for the the record, he didn't call it racism, but Mediaite said racing, but he was triggered by that. So you can kind of guess that he was probably insinuating that it was. Look, if he's using, if he's, if the word boy quote boy is what triggered him, that's what he's implying. We know that. We know that. We know that. 
I mean, they were heckling him on four straight possessions. And then he runs over and wants to confront these guys. This is You'll never see anything like this in the 1990s. NBA players were tough as nails back then. Tough as nails. Do you, do you think Charles Oakley would have did something like that? No. Dennis Rodman, would he have done something like that? Dennis Rodman kicked the cameraman because he fell into him and injured him. These NBA players, man, are soft as a baby's ass today. Completely soft. Can can you imagine the actual true racism that players dealt with Back in the 60s and Bill the 70s. Russell played in, in Boston. They were racist as hell during that time. Did Bill Russell like charge anybody that I know of? Did no. he ever no. go over no. and say, hey, get him kicked out? We know what Jackie Robinson went through too. Yeah. He, he probably had worse than anybody. <laughs> this is funny. I got called boy my, by my dad until I was 30 was funny. <laughs> I still do. I'm 46 I'm pretty years sure old. everybody's parents called Rhodes in his, in his 40s. You say you still get called boy by your Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't... I don't know. We don't... Um, we just... I guess... I don't know, man. It, it seems like everyday folks got tougher skin than, yeah. than these NBA players. Yeah, really? You know what? This goes for athletes in general. Now, most of these athletes seem like they all got a, they're all thin skinned and get their little feelings right. hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's weird. You know, y'all are making the most money that any of these leagues have ever seen, ever seen, but y'all are the weakest minded yeah. of the, of, of the bunch. And he's in LeBron's inner circle. Not a surprise. All right, guys, smash the thumbs up button, guys. We got, uh, I think, another Super Chat came in here. Thank you for the donations. Uh, Giants Nation, $5. The fans should have said, La La tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> oh, wow. Carmelo probably really would have lost it then. So uh, let me check on Streamlabs here. Nope, nothing on there. Um, did you want to talk about uh, Aikman and Joe Buck? Troy Aikman uh, possibly yeah. leaving. Yeah, we can talk about yeah. that. Yeah, because um, Joe Buck doesn't want Troy Aikman to to leave. And this is over here on our kick here. Buck, no, Troy Aikman could be leaving longtime partner Joe Buck. Now, he's been with Joe Buck forever, man. Uh, we know that uh, Al Michaels is getting recruited by um, Amazon. Uh, we'll see what happens with Troy, but um, it says NFL free agency isn't uh, limiting to just uh, players. Broadcasters can also hit the open market. And this winner's uh, big catch is current Fox Sports broadcaster Troy Aikman, who could find himself swimming in a different pond next fall. That is unless longtime partner Joe Buck can reel him back in the thoughts. Quote, he knows how I feel. I don't want him going anywhere. And that's understood, Buck told Offland Announcing. 
But at the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do. A couple of years after playing, his playing career ended in 2000. Aikman joined Fox and, and he and Buck have been the network's leading announcing crew ever since. But now he's a media free agent and he, he faces the very real possibility that Sunday's 49ers Rams NFC championship call could be his last with broadcast teammate Joe Buck. Quote, I really don't know. Uh, what's it, what it's going to look like when it's all said and done and it does get settled. As to whether I'll be working for Fox and Amazon, whether I'll just be working for Fox or whether I'm just working for Amazon, Aikman told the Fort Worth uh, Star-Telegram earlier this week, I really don't know what might happen. So, man, I can't imagine a time without um Aikman and Joe Buck, man. They're like, macaroni and cheese at this point they've always been together you know yeah yeah absolutely but it's pretty telling that Aikman just come right out and said I don't know if I'm gonna be with Fox or with Amazon yeah I mean he's he's telling you Amazon's on the table for me right now yeah Amazon's getting a a lot of a lot of pub lately he he's literally went from that was a rumor to confirming that that is a true option now, could he be using this to play against Fox in order to mm-hmm. uh, get a bump? Sure. I mean, they but, would. I'm but, sure uh, they but would. But also, you you reported, man, that uh, Aikman also wants to get actually into football management, too. He's got interest in joining a front office somewhere, Jerry Jones. Yeah. Somewhere. He does. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he very much, uh, he envies what uh, John Lynch has been able to do by going and becoming a general manager for the the Niners. You know, they're both Mm -hmm. Hall of Famers. Uh, They were both legends for their own teams that they played for, and he thinks he would be good at it. Uh, But I also think Troy Troy Aitman really likes Joe Buck. He likes working with Joe Buck. Mm -hmm. But Joe Buck called him one of his best friends. I'm sure Troy is sitting back going, I have a chance to potentially work with Al Michaels. Al Michaels is a legend. Yes, he's he a is. legend. So he's got a chance to potentially work with the same guy that at one time worked with John Madden, you know, and we know how Aikman feels about John Madden. He was right. Legendary in his eyes, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say this, though, man. Let me me say this real quick. If Aikman goes into front office stuff, I just can't imagine him going to another team not named the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. Troy Aikman is a Cowboy. Yep. I don't want to see him go. Can you imagine Troy Aikman with a front office gig for the Washington Redskins? Do you realize... (laughs) The New that would be Giants. the that would be the ultimate slap in the face. The Philadelphia Eagles. Can yeah. you imagine the yes. Philadelphia Eagles? Troy Aikman <laughs> is a cowboy. He lives in Dallas. I mean, he played in uh, Oklahoma, but the people in Oklahoma, are Dallas Cowboys fans. You know, I guess I shouldn't let the fandom part of me get into this. But I don't want to see Troy Aikman with 
anybody in the NFC East except the Cowboys. Actually, the only team he should be a part of is the Cowboys. Well, Jerry, if you got if you got to make up a, a position for him, do it. But the but the Cowboys, particularly Jerry Jones and Troy Aitman, have a fractured relationship right now. You know, can't hey, criticism. Hey, think about this. Hey, I, I don't want to get your cowboy fandom too lathered up or anything, but think about this combo in the same way that the Niners, the Niners have done it. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind, keep in mind, the only two full seasons that Jimmy G has been quarterback for the Niners where he hasn't gotten hurt for the majority of the season, they have made it to the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. the front office slash slash coaching pair that did that was John Lynch paired with Kyle Shanahan at the same time. They got hired at the same time. Can you imagine the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys hiring Troy Aikman as general manager and Sean Payton as head coach at the same time? Mm. Can you imagine mm. that Dallas Cowboy fans? Think about that. A the minute. thing is Jerry, Jerry's the problem. Jerry's the GM, man. I mean, if Jerry really wants to make things right, Stephen Jones, you're the owner. Troy, can we get a GM? You have full control. Well, not well. I like Stephen Jones, so Stephen Jones definitely going to have to be involved. Do you think that Troy Aikman would be able to recruit Sean Payton to the Cowboys? Yeah. I do actually. I do too. I do. I yeah, think he he's, would. He's he's a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. He was a great he's, leader too. He's won three Super Bowls, and you know what? Sean Payton and Troy Aikman have in common outside of winning a Super Bowl. Do you know what they got in common? They were What's both that? quarterbacks. Yeah. Sean Payton was a quarterback in college, but he was a quarterback. And the only thing that quarterbacks love more than, uh. Anything else is other quarterbacks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing you would find out real fast, exactly how the Cowboys feel about Dak Prescott long-term. Right. True. You would have two of the best in the business evaluating your current quarterback situation. Mm. Yep. Well, that's pretty much all we got for you guys. Um, Good show today. Thanks for coming out and supporting us. Um, championship weekend. Enjoy um, the football games if you're uh, watching. Uh, any other final words, Rhodes? Oh, I forgot uh, that super chat. Yeah, you're right. Um, Michael Amato, $5. Um, Bengals Chiefs is going to be an aerial assault. What do you guys think about those over bets? Mahomes over 287.5. Burroughs over 285.5. Jamar Chase over 85.5. I like all three of them. Over. Yeah, see, I don't really follow the bets, so Rhodes probably knows more about that than me. A little bit more. I'm not big on betting either. I'm trying to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would pick the over on all three of those, actually. Yep. Okay. What's the well, over-under on the points for that game? Which game? Um, for that Bengals. Oh, okay. Um, um, uh, Chiefs. Over under. Let me look here. Christy, come on. I'm petty. I can't stand the Cowboys, says the girl from Dallas. 
Sorry, I woke up late. It's fine. Uh, over under total points scored 54.5. Ooh. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what was my score. It was 28, 21. That is 21. So I'd have to pick up. Yeah, 49. I'd have to pick the under. Yeah, yeah. I would too. I think yeah. my score is even lower than yours. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up today's show. Um, member, click the join button. Member live stream tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'll set that up and uh, post the link to the, the members uh, tomorrow. So please be there. Uh, please consider joining the channel. And uh, we have a lot of fun on those uh, live streams. It's not like these live streams it's a little bit different more geared towards um you guys and we talk about all kind of stuff so politics included yeah <laughs> yeah mm. all right guys you guys be safe have a wonderful weekend and we will catch you on monday peace Do we're it. out till next time <laughs>